Well, hey, 26 West Church, it is good to see you. I love it when the family gets together like this. And I thought it'd be appropriate for us to do a family game. It'll be friendly, though, even though several of you are competitive. All right? I need all of us to stand up. All right? We are going to play a friendly game of Simon Says. Come on! Some of you are like, why are we doing this? And I'm saying to you, because it's fun. Simon says, put your right hand up. You put your right hand up. Okay, you all know the game. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? See how great you are at this. Remember, this is friendly. Simon says, put your right hand up. Simon says, put your right hand down. Simon says, put your left hand up. Put that right hand up. If you did, if you moved, sit down, sit down. The rest of you really didn't move? Man, I'm not very good at this. Okay, here we go. Left hand up. Oh, you moved again. Okay, here we go. Simon says left hand up. Simon says left hand down. Both hands up. Oh, bummer. Okay, you guys are awesome. Sit down. Everybody's good. Right on. Give yourself a round of applause. Man, serious about having fun, but serious about being serious. All right, we are jumping in the scriptures. If you have your Bibles, open to Genesis chapter 1. That is where we're going to be hanging out today. We're going to look at some other scriptures, but I will put those on the screen for you. Uh, We continue in our series today, our vision series. This is actually part four of a seven series, okay? Again, I want to reemphasize what Nate already said. If for some reason you missed last week, it is A-okay. That's why we have podcast, and you can check it out. But really, I really want to highly recommend, please go listen to that because some changes were made. Uh, Changes are happening um, at our church, and we want you to know about it. Um, Also, That fact sheet, please take that. That will answer a lot of your questions if you have questions. Um, Also, if that fact sheet, something isn't in there that comes up, please approach one of the leaders here, one of our deacons or community leaders or myself or one of the elders. Please approach us. We'd love to try to answer any questions you have. Um, But one of the things that's not changing is our vision. We are a church, 26 West Church, that wants to help people experience life in Jesus. And over the past three weeks, we have come up with, hey, a portion of helping people experience life in Jesus looks like this. So for 2016, 2017, we want to be a church who kind of zeroes in on a portion of helping people experience life in Jesus. And we really, if we threw all of the last three teachings together, we could come up with this saying. And we, Jose actually said this last week. It says this, we want to be a church who is, okay, a bunch of disciples who are filled with compassion, called to pray, receive instructions, And go together. All right, this phrase is great, but how do we take this theory and move it to practice? Here at 26 West Church, we want to take a stab at this by pushing you towards community. But I think before we talk about community, we need to kind of build a foundation first together. And that's why we're in Genesis chapter 1. All right, you need to understand that you and I 
are built to be in community. We are built to participate in community. Much like a boat is built for the water or built to be in the water, we are built to be in community. We know this because God, God is a relational being. Father, Son, and Spirit are one, but also three persons. When I think about that concept, it blows my mind. So I'm not going to go into all detail about that today, but I want you to know that we find those three persons interacting throughout the scriptures. Okay? God is a relational being, and I love how Brad House describes this. He says this, God exists in an eternal relationship within the Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. See, God is relational, and at the time of creation, God is about to make man in his own image, and something a bit strange happens. God talks to himself. He says, hey, Father, Son, Spirit, let's make man in our own image. Okay, Genesis 1, 26a. God is in the middle of creation, all right? He's making things. It's fun. Uh, Parker and I just recently read the creation story through this interactive Bible that's on your iPad. It's really funny because all of the animals move and stuff, but this story's unfolding, okay? And right kind of towards the end of it, God says, hey, let's make man in our own image, in our likeness. God, who is relational, who exists in eternal community, now makes man in his image. And at this time, mankind is a pure, spotless, good reflection of God. Sin had not yet marred creation. But then, as you know, story continues. Mankind disobeys God, and sin makes its way into creation. Sin as a result, broke us as image bearers. The good news is, though, you and I can be restored in Jesus. Jesus made it possible for us to reflect God. Jesus made it possible to be image bearers who reflect, excuse me, reflect the nature of God through community. When living in community, Jesus' followers are giving the world a representation of who God is. So you and I were built to participate in community. I actually think God tends to nail his point later on in Genesis 2, verse 18. He says this, The Lord God said, it is not good. Okay, so Creation, all the way up to this point, God said, that's good, this is good, that's good, that's good, that's good. And then he gets to this spot in creation where he goes, it's not good for man to be alone. Community. Relationship. Okay? It's not good for for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, so with this foundational understanding, what might, though, this community look like? Should we just steal things out of the air? No, I think God shows us, he reveals to us what this community should be like, what this people should be like, what this community should look like that we should participate in. And I think the best picture we get is by looking at God himself. So we're going to answer three questions 
to help us answer the question, what does community look like? We're going to answer these three questions. Who is God? What has he done? And in light of those two things, who are we? All right, the first one is God is Father. God is Father. Well, what has he done? Well, he creates us in his image and adopts us as his children. Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. It's up on the screen, friends. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. Man, that's good news. You are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So you're a child of God. If you've trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God. I am a child of God. I am an heir. You are an heir. This makes us family. If we share Jesus, then we are family. If you and I share that common denominator of Jesus, we're family. Adoption is really uh, near to my heart. Both of my children are adopted, and it is unbelievable what we've experienced. It's just so cool and give, it gives me a better picture of, of what God says when he says, I've adopted you. But one of the things that when I have conversations with people about our adoption, I know, I know that they have the best intentions. They, they're not malicious, but it's interesting what they say sometimes is this. They've said this. I think I, I, I'm really interested in adopting after we have our own children. So Parker's not mine? Now, I understand what they're saying here. They're, they're talking about biological child. We're going to have biological children, and then we'll think about adoption. I hear them. I understand what they're saying, but that doesn't make sense in the kingdom of God. You and I are adopted. Do you hear that? You're, you're God's children. You're his own. Just like Parker and Ellery are my own. They're my kids. They're my kids, and we are God's kids. Again, that makes us family. That's exciting. But what does this family look like? Well, here at 26 West Church, we think family is the most healthy when there's three things happening. One, you're eating together. We think healthy families eat together. This is one of the reasons why I think my wife is so awesome. Because all the time she is saying to me, Kenny, I get five dinners, five dinners a week. You sitting at the table, five dinners. We're going to sit together and we're going to talk and we're going to visit. We're going to catch up. This is healthy family. The statistics prove it, friends. This isn't just my idea. The world we live in says healthy families eat together. And so I, I love this about my wife because we get together at the table and I get to hear about my son's day. 
Want to know something cool that happened the other day because we're having dinner together? My son prayed. I love, someone's interacting. I love that. My son prays for his bumpa, his grandpa, because bumpa had surgery. So my son prays, and I'm like, it's incredible. It's exciting. But that's happening because we're eating together. We're also praying together. Healthy families pray together. I'll tell you right now, my, my family, we can grow in this, man. Calling on God for, for the future, calling on God for the present, calling on God for beyond just our needs, but also like things that he wa- we want to see him change in our family. Healthy families pray together. We want to see our communities eating and praying together, but also we want to see our communities sharing life together. It was awesome. Yesterday, there's a community that meets in my neighborhood, and I noticed this U-Haul truck going by. The whole community was together getting these people moved in. They're making an investment in one another. So sharing life isn't just like, hey, man, what's been going on? No, sharing life is actually making an investment in one another, caring for each other, carrying burdens. This is the family of God. God is Father. God is also Spirit. What has the Spirit done? Well, the Spirit enables us with love and power to be witnesses of the gospel. Acts 1.8, it's up on the screen. It says this, But you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, people who follow him. He says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Who are we? Well, we're missionaries. I grew up in the church. Every time I heard the word missionary, I thought of somebody else who went to the foreign land to go translate Bibles or to serve someone that no one's even met or a tribe that doesn't even exist. That's the way I thought of missionary. And yes, I would say that is a missionary. Vocationally, that's a missionary. But you and I, as children of God, as the family of God, we are on the mission of God, which makes us missionaries. You and I are missionaries. Well, how do we see this working out in our communities, okay, of family and and mission? How do we see that working out? Well, we think that we should be people who love, serve, and share the gospel, We want to see our communities here at 26 West Church love, serve, and share the gospel. Now, I see there's two ways that this can happen. One is corporately, together, as a community. We go somewhere together to love, serve, and share the gospel. But that's not the only way. Each of you live in a neighborhood. Each of you interact with people every day. Coffee shops, Target, Grocery stores, neighborhood, workplaces. You interact with people individually. You're a missionary. I hope that your community supports you in being a missionary in those spaces where you have influence. 
Living as a missionary is tough. It's challenging. And that's why it's best to go together. That's why it's best to share with your community, to be in relationship, to say, hey, I think God has called me to love, serve, and share the gospel with this person. Will you pray for me in that? Will you pray for Johnny? He's, he's one of the parents on my kid's soccer team. And man, they're having a hard time. But I feel like God is saying, go, Kenny. Will you be a missionary together? Will you go together? One of the, one of the ways I've seen this play out is I, I was visiting one of our uh, 26 West communities, and I heard about one of the, the gals. She was just sharing about how much support she feels because she has been on mission to her neighbor. And she keeps reporting back to the group, like, this is what God's doing. Can you keep praying for this? Can you keep praying for this? And the community's like, yes, yes. That's awesome. That community is on mission. Is on mission. So God is Father, God is Spirit, but God is also Jesus, the Son. Jesus came to us, all right, this is what he's done. He's came to us as the right image of God and leads us to become the same. John 15, verse 8 says this. This is to my Father's glory that you, you, my disciples, you, my children, you, my kids, would bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus, the Son, has been the right image bearer, and he says, I'm going to lead you in doing the same which makes us disciples. After we receive the grace of God, then we work to align ourselves with Jesus. As disciples, we want our hearts to beat for the same things that Jesus' heart beats for. One of the ways we see this working out in our communities is that we read the scriptures. We pray about those scriptures that we're reading. And then we take action on those scriptures Because the Spirit is saying, hey, go and do this. For instance, if Scripture, as we read it, goes, man, this is what God's saying, but it doesn't line up with my life, then I think that's the Spirit saying, hey, realign yourself then. Realign yourself with Jesus in His ways. That's a way that we see this coming to fruition. I think another way is this. I think, I think we want to think of discipleship as we have a Bible study, we get together, we study the scriptures, and then everybody tells everybody else how much they know. That's not, no. I think we should study the scriptures, tell each other what God is saying, and then we go and do it. We live it out. It's not who knows. Like, I've been in communities like that. All it is is a big think fest. All it is is a theory. Nobody's doing anything. Everyone's just like, man, did you know that I I really know how this whole Trinity thing works inside and out? It's incredible. I'll be giving a lesson on that in a couple weeks. Join my blog in the meantime. No, I I don't understand. Like, we need to realign ourselves with Jesus. 
And I think that can happen in conversation. I think that can happen in conversation when two guys are on the golf course. I think that can happen when we're grabbing coffee with our best friend. I think that can also happen, though, in community when our kids are together at a house. And instead of just talking about work, we can actually talk about what we've been reading and how God is stirring our hearts to move in a direction where he's saying, hey, be more like me. Be more like me. I think, I think this morning is a great example. Some of you have been walking with Jesus for a long time, maybe a short time, but you have not followed Jesus in the waters of baptism. This is a great opportunity for you this morning. It's hot, and we have towels. Okay, like, like maybe this is God today saying to you, like, hey man, take that step. Follow me in baptism. If that's you, there's going to be elders right over there. When we ask everybody to come up for communion, you can go there. Go there and be baptized today. Today. Remember, 2016, 2017, we want to be disciples who are filled with compassion, called to pray, receive instructions, and go together. See, a family of missionary disciples has these characteristics. God's family is filled with compassion for family members, but also for those who are outside of God's family. Disciples are called to pray, to pray with each other, to pray for one another, to pray for the person who has not yet said yes to Jesus. Disciples receive instructions from the scriptures and work to see those reflected in their lives. Friends, if you're not reading the scriptures, you are missing out. If you're not reading the scriptures every day, you're missing out. I challenge you to read the scriptures. Lastly, God's kids don't go it alone. I can't say this enough. If you are isolated, then I fear for you because I think the evil one has you in his crosshairs. The evil one wants you isolated. He doesn't want you doing this thing with other people. We're called to be a people, a community. And here at 26 West Church, we value community. We hope that each of you have community and relationship that's moving you in a direction of being a family of missionary disciples. And if you can sincerely sit in front of me, okay, and say, yes, Kenny, I have that. Then what I want to say to you is this. Awesome. Awesome. Great job. Consider this, though. Why don't you consider letting me know about it? Letting us know about it. Not so that we can control it, but instead we can support you in it. We have, we have structures here at church who, who want to help you. We have structures in place that want to help you be a family of missionary disciples. Now, as I say that, a lot of you might go, how do you do all that now? That's hard. 
of course it's hard. And I don't expect you to be right there today. But I do think that as a church, we need to decide to grow in these things in community. And so if you're there and you're like, yes, Kenny, I've got it. I'm giving you a thumbs up, but I'm saying, would you consider letting us know about it so we can support you? One of the ways that we support you is we have coaches. Coaches who meet with our leaders and they celebrate with our leaders. They also prod with our leaders to say, hey, how, how, do you, how's, how do you think it's going being a family of missionary disciples? What do you think you can grow in this next year? All those types of things. They are walking with you. Yeah, we're not perfect at it, but we're working hard at getting better as a group of coaches to coach our communities. And so there's things like that that we want to help you with. What if you're not yet participating in community? Then I would say this, come to basics class. Sunday, October 30th. It's a two-week course, right after the 11 a.m. gathering. Come to that class, and we're going to start new communities out of that class. We found this to be a really good way to integrate into community life, okay? And if you're going, well, I don't know if I want to wait till October 30th. You know what? That's awesome. Find some people that you have met here and start eating and praying and sharing life together with them. And then when that class starts, bring them to the class. Okay, if that doesn't work for you, that's not our only way. Our other way is we have a community map. Okay, check out the map on our website. There's communities all over the region. I would say find one in your neighborhood, inquire about it, and go check it out. But I do have to say, we've found basics to be the best way to integrate into community life. For those of you that find yourselves today in a 26 West community, I have three things I need to say to you. The first one is this. I would really love to see you commit to another year of being in your 26 West community. Like, dig in. Dig in. Well, what does that mean, Kenny? At the bottom level of everything, I'm asking you to twice a month with your community eat, pray, and share life together. I think that if you do those three things, the Spirit is going to spur you on to greater things as a family of missionary disciples. I promise you. I promise you. So one, commit to a year. Commit to at least meeting twice a month together, eating and praying and sharing life together. Number three, if you find yourself in a 26 West community right now and you think God is leading you to do something different, I want to give you freedom to do that. Don't feel guilty. If God is leading you to do something different, for instance, maybe he's leading you to start a new community. Go. Talk to me. Talk to some of my coaches. We'll let you know how to do that. We'll get you started on the right track. Or maybe you have seen another community and you feel like God's leading you to that community. You should go. But Kenny, I feel like I'm letting everybody down. No, you should go. We want to give you freedom 
We want to operate in freedom rather than guilt. Again, we value community here at 26 West Church, and we hope you're not living alone. We hope that you have a community where you are living as a family of missionary disciples. If you have questions about anything that was said today, or particular questions about 26 West communities, then some of our coaches will be around the welcome desk at the end of the gathering. They'll be wearing a host badge. So fellas, please put that host badge on for me so people can come and talk to you because uh, I'm sure you guys may have questions after this morning and we want to get those answered. All right, at this time, I'm going to invite the the team back up here to to lead us in song. But while they're coming, I, I need two things, just kind of orderly things here. One is... I'm going to pray, and then after I, I get done praying, I'm going to dismiss you to come to the tables. And so everybody can stand up and come to the tables. And um, why don't we just go ahead and stand right now as we just pray together. And then if you are one of those people that you're like, man, I, I feel like God's tugging on me to, to be baptized today, then at this time when I dismiss you uh, to the tables, please go there now. We'll have an elder over there, elder and his wife, um, waiting for you to just pray with you. And, and then... Get ready to dunk. So that's the time to go uh, after I dismiss you to the tables. All right? And once you get your uh, bread and cup, just take it back to your seat and we'll take it as a family this morning. God, I'm just so grateful, Lord, first of all, for all the things that you are and all the things that you've done, which leave us with identity. Just grateful for that, God. Thank you so much for all that you've done on our behalf. We love you. God, I pray that you would help us as a church, as a people, to be a family of missionary disciples. God, to to really sincerely look at ourselves and go, man, what do I need to grow in? God, none of us have arrived. But I'm so grateful that by the power of your spirit, God, you enable us to grow and be more like you. And so, God, I just pray that all of us would kind of just evaluate that in our lives. And, and I, I do pray, Lord, for, uh, for people to participate. I, I pray against isolation and ask that people would really participate. God, that they take the step. If it's scary, that they still take the step. God, that they wouldn't be a thing of convenience, but it'd be a thing of priority. God, we love you. And again, we're so grateful all that you've done on our behalf. In your name.